Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to Sports Fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. Yes, I am. It feels good. It's good. To, it's great to be great. It is great to be great. It's December. If you live in the Republic of South Africa or the Southern Hemisphere, it's summertime. If you live up north and you're into the Alpine world it's uh, obviously ski time just realized i haven't been on a snowboard in a long time it's something i gave up because i'm one of these people right i don't know what you're like but i'm a bit of an extremist so i mean i'm pretty good on snowboard been doing it for a while since i was about yeah i don't know whatever a child a small child in the south of germany story for another time like 25 years well not really 25 years because i quit in 2017 i think it's the last time i was on a snowboard but the reason i stopped it's it's the same reason i don't play indoor soccer anymore is i just love running now and what i don't want to do is play indoor soccer and break my leg because some dude smoking weed or had three beers and he's tackled me at a social soccer game and now I can't do what I want to do. Like, that terrifies me. And the other side is, when I get on a snowboard, I get a bit crazy. Yeah, off-piste guy. But if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it is alpine season. I'm seeing photos from friends living in Chamonix, which is um, it's about as good as it gets in France, I guess. Uh, the Swiss might have a word or two to say about that. I, I do prefer the Swiss mountains myself. But these are champagne problems. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, though, you're about to get into it big time. You know what's not ideal? Uh, you may or may not have heard I was in Paris and France for three weeks. Not the same place. Two, the same and different. Paris is France, but France is not Paris. You know what I mean? I went to other places. There's other places is what I'm trying to say. You know what's not ideal in those cities? Sort of central Western Europe is winter isn't exactly like a romantic time. It's just gray and dull, dull, dull. If you've seen Monty Python, dull, dull, boring and dull. And um, says Michael Palin. Um, if you don't know what that, that reference is, you're, you're probably a youngster. You never heard of Monty Python. But Google Monty Python, um, what is it? The, the counselor, I forget what it is occupational counselor or whatever when he's looking for a new job and um, he wants to be a lion tamer very very funny if you like british humor anywho european cities are actually terrible in the winter and some people romanticize rain and stuff but it's just grim and my father lived in you know my family lived in scandinavia or my, my old man I lived in finland when i was young guys so that, that's like four hours of sun maybe less, uh, depending where you are in Scandinavia, four hours of sun a day. People say, oh, you don't come back to Finland. I say, you're bloody right. However, inversely, you basically have 23 hours of sun in summer, by the way, which is a whole wild experience. If you haven't been to that part of the world, <laughs> they've got to have literally triple blinds in terms of curtains or, or shutters in that part of the world. So if you're in a European city right now, thoughts and prayers. Because if you're not in a mountain, it's just cold. It's just miserable, you know. The thing about, and I, I, I'll argue this till the day I die, the best weather in the world is South Africa. Because tropical, 
you don't want hot weather all the time. You don't want 30 degrees all the time. You do want that. And, and naturally for your circadian rhythm, blah, 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 is you do need that variance in temperature. But in Johannesburg, the best weather in the world is you're looking somewhere, if it's really cold, minus two. I can't believe I'm talking about weather. But it goes to 35, right? So that variance is quite nice. But if you're living in London and you're listening to this, it's minus five now. And it's just raining. It's not like it's snowing either. And, you know, unless you live in, like, in America, Canada, some parts of the United Kingdom and Europe, the snow is quite sludgy and, like, I just need to move around my city, but I can't. In Johannesburg, I can be outside 315 days a year or whatever, you know, or maybe 330 days a year. Because even when it rains, it never rains all day here, really. Thunderstorms. And then it's warm again. And our winters, I still see the sun, by the way. When I was in Paris now, there were there was five or six days of rain in a row where it's grey and grim and all day. So, shout out to you up north, here. Rather you than me. But if you're in the south, or if you're European, or if you're from the global north, as the douchebags in high-level society universities... You know, the universities we most of us can never get into. They say that when they use economic jargon, the global north, the global south, it's all about the flow of resources from global south to the global north. That's the problem, guys. Oh, my God. We need to undo the past. We need to undo the past. History's been unfair to the south, is what they say in air-conditioned offices in, I don't know, Davos and Geneva. That's what they say. Are they right? Are they wrong? I don't know. I'm I'm just a regular old Joe trying to pay his taxes and and not be a misery to his family. You know, that's so what do I know? Well what do I know about the complexity of economy? What the blue what the blue DL do I know? What I do know is I'd rather be in Johannesburg than anywhere else right now. People in Cape Town are probably going, Brew, here's where you actually want to be. Cape Town's unreal. So if you're in Cape Town, shout out to you. If you're not in Cape Town, you don't want to be in Durban. It's a terrible city. No, no one wants to live in Durban. Terrible. It's a hot, it's a it's becoming Port Elizabeth and worse. Gross. No, thank you. Don't want to be in Durban. Nice weather though. Tropical weather. If you can get yourself to Emshang or somewhere like that where things work. Durban. Oh, Durban might be the best weather in the world because the winters get to about 10, 15 degrees. And it's never like monsoon season either. It rains. It's nice. It's good weather. The only issue with coastal cities is the wind. That's where Johannesburg wins. It's not windy. It's the best weather in the world. And Johannesburg is some city, I've got to tell you. Enjoy being back. Enjoy being back. Yeah. I am going to do a vlog for the travel. People said, hey, you said you were going to do a vlog for France, blah, blah, blah. By the way, this is a sports show, the MKT show. Um, I, I got to try and figure out how I'm going to do it. I, I don't want to do it like the ticket talkers do it. So either I'm going to do something proper next year where I pay an editor and we, we serialize it and I do it. And I'm thinking of doing it like five minute episodes. So maybe do like six episodes, five minutes where I break down every part of my trip, but that's going to take some time. It might only come out the way I like to do things. If I'm going to do it, it's got to be proper. I'm talking March. Now, is that too long to wait in the social media era? Who knows? I mean, I have had emails. People are saying, we'd like you to do one. But I don't want to do a cheap one like, you know, these TikTok vloggers do it. And they travel vloggers and then they don't put any effort into it. Which is cool. Maybe I need to do that. MKT inspires. Should I do it like that? And just do crappy voiceovers? This is me on the train. This is the difference between London and Johannesburg. Well, the air is really clean here, but the food's not as good. Ha 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 And then, well, what do they do? And then they add sounds of them eating. You know, a bit of a, what do they call it? ASMR or whatever. And then they just do the crappy sound effects. The parks are nice. And then they do the quick cut. The park's nice, the water's clean, and the people are beautiful. Johannesburg's nice as, as well, but you just can't walk around at night. Why not? Because of murder. There's murder going on down there. 
Do you mean it's difficult? No, no, no. People are getting murdered. Johannesburg, it's a murder capital. Bloody gangster's paradise. That's what GP should stand for. <laughs> and then it's like crappy code. So I don't know. Got to give it some thought. Listen, there's a lot going on right now. There is a lot going on right now. Omar, a friend of mine, Taylor, and she's Taylor with an A. She's in, a, in Japan, Australia, right now. She's she's more, This is not an insult. Sorry, asterisk. This is not an insult. She might be the whitest person I know. But she does have a, a classic white girl saying of, Oh my word, you guys. But she does it exactly how you think a white girl, a middle class white girl should do it. She goes, oh my word, you guys. She introduced me to a new one the other day. And I said I was going to steal it and not give her credit. But I'm going to give her credit. I don't know what we were talking about. Believe it or not, I can say some things which cut to the core. But in this case, I think it was humorous. I can be funny. One out of um, seven days a week, I've been known to be funny. And she said, your shalosa. I thought I liked that one. Your, oh my word, your shalosa. It brings together, it's, it's a bit of the Mendoza of the colloquialisms, isn't it? Bring together the black oaks, the white oaks. Your shalosa. Like, oh my word, I can't believe it. Your shalosa, you guys. Hysterical. Taylor, something else. And she's Taylor with an A, so st- she's she's exactly the type I've warned people to stay away from. And she's full-on chakra person. She, she's everything you imagine. A white girl with a name Taylor with an A that says your shalosa should be. Great human, though. After all the chakra stuff, we don't need all of that. But whatever, we, we are who we are, you know. I, who am I to lecture people? I eat the same, like, three or four meals a week. People ask me that a lot, by the way. It's very weird to me because I'm a very rigid person. That's what I get asked the most. Because people, people do come up to me and go, oh, what do people ask you? I'm weird, I know. I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, thank you. It's, it's very awkward for me because I just think I'm a guy, you know, working class hero and all. Um, someone came up to me at the shops the other day. And Woolies said, uh, oh, well, I, I, sorry, I haven't, I, what, what did she say? I want to write into the into the DMs, into the mailbag, but I just don't know what to write, she said. Uh, not exactly like this, but, you know. I said, well, what's the thing people ask you most? And I said, actually, it's funny. People ask me about food the most, which I thought was interesting because I do get very preachy about health. So I'm trying to find a different platform that where you're not 12 minutes into a podcast and you, you've heard about weather and and racisms. I've done a racism here. Hey, I've profiled Taylor. Why couldn't Why couldn't I just say she's a human who lives who's in Australia who who works at a Japanese ski resort? Why did I have to say she was a white girl? Why did I do that? Why is that okay? You know what, guys? That's also racist. Black people can be racist, but no one's ready for that conversation. That's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> uh, these are the conversations that are happening, people. Don't get uncomfortable. This is what's happening. I'm telling you about real life. Um, I don't even know where I was now. I- anyway, I've done a racism there, I think. I, you, you know what? If it's not racism, it's edgy. It's edgy. I'm, I'm living on the edge here, aren't I? And and am I using am I using the room of being black to be able to say the race stuff? Because I'm sure there's a lot of white people that are going, you know... I don't see color, but it's just easier to say that black guy. Why can't I say that? It's not a that I'm racist. It's just easier. And yeah, you know, I, uh, listen, we're talking about real life. There's no need to be uncomfortable about it. <laughs> and if your race is the most interesting thing about you anyway, you're probably a loser. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You know, we can have a laugh. We can have a laugh about it. You know, good old Mbulelo and Stacy and Stephen sitting around chewing the fat, which is a metaphor because obviously I'm 10% body fat. Don't really eat anything fatty. Chewing the fat, fat's not real. It's not real fat. It's just us having a laugh, having a chin wag. You know what I mean? Gobbing off, as they say. Foggy London town. 
15 minutes into it. What a nonsense podcast this is going to be. Absolute nonsense. What are we talking about today? Man United players turning on Eric Ten Hag. Talk about that. Talk about that. Uh, the, the year's coming to an end. And asterisk. You, you can skip ahead for, to, to the football if you want. But I was uh, reading something today. Um, so another thing. The food is the food is the one thing people ask me about. I'm lying. I'm lying. People ask me about running and losing weight the most. Okay, so I was I was trying to divide all the emails in the last week or so, trying to look at all of the emails because they they aren't really kind of the things I can read on here because sometimes I listen. I got to commend people for being absolutely raw and honest. By the way, I had one the other day. Or it's, it's been, they pile up. I've got about 60 to get through. And all of the 60 I've sort of skimmed over, it's not really something I can read here because a lot of it is like people feeling terrible terrible about themselves. And I go, oh, listen, I've been there. That's rough. It's it's not easy. I don't, I don't want to be the, this is not Instagram help. Like I'm living real life, you know, and people are living real life. But people are feeling um, not so good about themselves, and I've been there. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not better than anyone. I've been there. Spent my late twenties, early thirties. I'd say late twenties, most of my twenties, most of my twenties, not feeling so good about myself, myself because of behavior, my personal behavior. But so number one thing that people ask me, obviously, I always lead with the running thing because that, that that's that's where I feel safest and. I've got some efficacy there, but the second one is food. So number one, health. Number two is food. Number three is relationships. I'm like, wow, I'm trying to be a good son and a good brother. It's all I can tell you about because I haven't actually been in a relationship since 2017. So I don't want to be the guy who's giving a relationship advice like I know what it is. I don't. I'm single. Very unbelievably single, in fact, and so the food one's an interesting one. It's amazing how many people are struggling with that. Didn't realize it was such a thing. Anyway, I eat like four meals a week: uh, ostrich steak, uh, venison mince. My favorite is springbok, um, chicken, and steak, and regular beef steak. It's the four things on my menu. That's it. Like. I, I'm I'm going out with someone tomorrow. She's uh, in town from Hong Kong, and I said, "Why don't you pick the restaurant?" Because I am the most boring person in the world. I always pick a steakhouse and a nice one. I mean, if I, like if I'm going to go out, I, I don't go out to go to Rock and Mama's. Get out of here! Like if I'm going out, I've already got ostrich steaks in my fridge. I go out for nice food. Anywho, so the food one's an interesting one. Now, personally, with a layman chemistry background, I just enjoy how my body's physiology interacts with food as a fuel. So maybe, do I need to add a health life routine podcast? I don't know. Is that useful to people? Because I don't know, like people have like modern wisdom and there's a lot of stuff. There's actually experts. I'm not an expert. That's why I'm quite hesitant to go there, you know. Like football, I, I am an expert. It's been a part of my, it was literally a part of my life for 21 years. Like l- literally, I was in academies for 21 years. So I am an expert in football relative to 99.9% of the world. And I don't know, I can talk into a microphone. So can I entertain people? We will find out. We'll find out. This is meant to be a football podcast. 18 minutes into it. What the hell am I talking about? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if I should do a health one. Maybe I'll do it with some experts. Maybe I should talk to experts. Hmm. Thinking aloud. Letting people look behind the curtain, the creative curtain here. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, food's an interesting one. Um, I mean, we might as well. It is a passion point for me. And there is the easy Instagram thing of oh you should let it be fuel for your body or whatever 
Um, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Is I'm not a big believer really in motivation. You know, as a, as a first thing, obviously the motivation is important. You, you you need good environments, in my opinion. And we're all different personalities. I like to motivate myself. I'm just fortunate that I'm a self-centered bastard. And I have, also I was raised by extremely prideful parents and my father in particular, who is merciless in terms of standards. Um, Motivation follows the action. I think, and I, I, I mean, I'm not on all social media, but a lot of people think I'm just going to watch stuff and I'll be motivated. No, it's the other way around. You've got to do stuff. And then you're going to be motivated to do more stuff. That's how it works. And on that front, I'm talking about from a neuroscience perspective. It doesn't, you can't hear cool information all the time and think it's going to get you going. It's a part of it, obviously. Nothing, what is the old adage? Nothing is everything. Everything is something. But motivation follows the action. And it's something to keep in mind as you're trying to get going, you know. People are trying to do stuff. And this, this is the same. I would listen. Good ideas you can extrapolate across the board, right? If you want to be a better boyfriend, better girlfriend, better wife, better husband, better CFO, whatever it may be, you got to do stuff, eh? You got to do stuff. You can't just talk about it. Um, people get stuck in that. So, the food thing's an interesting one. Listen, here's how I measure my personal mental state about how I feel about myself. So I do see what you eat as a good indicator of what you think of yourself. And there are people like me. I am closer to narcissism because I do have a very high opinion of myself. So I do love myself now. I didn't treat myself like that. But the way I kind of check in is what am I, what am I eating? And that's a good temperature check for me about how I'm feeling about myself. F- food is such a tremendous indicator. You know, once you start stress eating and you start eating chocolate and and listen, most reasonable people understand what's bad for them. Now, bad habits, take it from a guy who was just drinking mercilessly from 18 till 28. Bad habits are tough to break. I don't I do not want to make it sound like, oh, dude, just stop. Like, What's what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I mean, I do have that kind of talk, but it only works on some people. And thanks to a family member who says I'm becoming too much like my father, I'm trying to soften on that because that's my natural default. I'm just like, bro, just get on with it. Or like, what's wrong with you? Just, okay, fine, cut you off. Like, geez, that person's useless. Mm, turns out you've got to be a bit nicer to people. It turns out, you know. Um, and we should, well, I'm trying to be nicer. I'm not, I, something, I'm, uh, let me just say I, I could be nicer. I think I could be nicer as a person. It's something I'm working on. Will I change it? Who knows? Which is the opposite of what I've been saying. Motivation follows the action. So to be nice, I actually have to be nicer to people. But one of the things I pride myself on is I'm very nice to myself. And part of that is I try and eat the best food I can and also get into the best routines I can. So I like to wake up early. Uh, the neuroscience is clear. Early, early exposure to sunlight at night, I, I sleep. I sleep like a middle-class man with no debt. People always say I sleep like a baby. Babies sleep terribly. That's a terrible analogy. We need to change that. Babies sleep terribly. And also, I'm highly suspicious of babies. Uh, listen, if you're just listening to the podcast for the first time, uh, you know my thoughts on babies. They're getting away with it. Anyway, let's not let's not do this. So, food's important, huh? It's important. It's a, it's a good psychological indicator, psychological indicator of what you think of yourself. And again, this is not to say you probably are listening to this now at McDonald's and you're eating a burger. I, I am judging you for that, just so you know. Like I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm not a judgy person. I, I don't say that to people. I say I'm I'm a very judgmental person. I, I am. I, I don't I don't like to. I'm not going to hold back on that. I am a judgmental person. I am going to judge you. And by the way, I want you to judge me. Do it. Go ahead. So the food one's tricky. 
The next one's a little bit trickier because it's Yehold Alcohol. Oh man, that one's a tough one. So for those who don't know, I stopped drinking when I was 28 years old. I'm 37 now. It's nine years ago. It's not that difficult a story. I just decided alcohol's not in my family. My alcohol, the way I was going, it was affecting my relationship with the most important person in the world to be my mother. And it was like, okay, well, you got to choose between alcohol and your mother. That's it. It's simple. And luckily, I, I, I do actually have an addictive personality, but luckily I wasn't addicted to alcohol. There are some people that are addicted to alcohol. It's just, yeah, and that's the one. That's the killer. Quite literally, and in this case, figuratively. If you can, if you can cut that out of your life, and it's listen. If you're drinking, whatever. I've got better things to do than to tell you you what to do. But the science is so clear. I mean, the science is saying about three drinks a week. So that's, that's three glasses of wine, three beers a week. And then you're starting to have deleterious effects on your health. And listen, I live in South Africa. We are an extremely boozy culture. Although, whatever, the French are just as boozy. The world's boozy, right? And and whatever, man. Like, life's hard. And not everybody needs to be a boring Scrooge McDuck like me. But that's the one that because I get quite evangelical about it, I've stayed away from discussing it with people when they ask me because I, my first question is always, do you drink? Because when people ask that, they're usually communicating, like reaching out for help. And for me, if you're asking about food and diet and health, I know you're in trouble because we all know nothing else matters but our personal health. We all know that. Oh my God, we 26 minutes into this, I haven't spoken about sport. I don't know what's going on here. I don't, I don't, this is not what people want to hear. All right, maybe I should, you know what? Eat whatever you want and drink as much as you want. There we go. It's not really how I feel, but you didn't come here to be lectured. I just realized that as I was recording this. Like, why the shit am I telling you what to do? But it's what most people are asking me, just so you know. Nobody asks me, what I wish people were asking me is, what position did you play? Who's the best player you ever played with? But nobody ever asked me that. Do I, maybe it's because I talk a lot about... I, I don't know. Listen, I don't know why people ask me this, but part of being a digital broadcaster is you've got to listen to the audience. That's why I prefer this to working at big corporate media where they think they know everything because they've been doing it that way for 40 years. I get to listen to the listeners, and the listeners want to hear more of what am I eating, which is insane, which... Isn't saying, all right, eat what you want, drink what you want, let's move on. You're here for the sport. You're not here for some dickhead to lecture you. If if you would like that, slide in the DMs. And maybe I'll do more of this kind of content. Should I do more of this? I, I, I don't know. Who knows what the shit's going on? Drink as much as you want. Don't make anyone pregnant if you can avoid it. It's just if you're gonna if you're gonna make someone pregnant, try and plan it. Um what else? Uh, yeah, and and I'd say that's it. Don't stab anyone. Don't do violence. Don't do crime. Don't do crime. This is not good podcasting. <laughs> I've I've gone half into a very serious subject there, and, and then halfway through, I've I've bailed. I've bailed. Try and eat well. There we go. Or, or eat whatever you want. Or drink whatever you want. Snort whatever you want. Why am I telling you? It's because people are asking. All right. Um, I'm going to start off on something I was reading earlier. Uh, I think I alluded to it. I was reading something which I'm looking forward to in 2024. And I've been trying to do this for myself. You know, I'm somebody's son, somebody's brother. That's what I am. Friend. But in all those dimensions, uh, I was reading a really... I'm reading a great book right now. But it was articulated so well. And I thought I'd share it. Wherever you are, try and be the standard. And it was such a great lucid moment for me of like, yeah, that's that's what I, I'm striving towards. Hey? I want to try and be the standard as a son, as a brother, 
as a podcaster, as a sports producer, you know, sports content producer at least. I'm moving solely into this world, so which is quite nice in 2024. Some big stuff coming. Um, be a standard. Be the standard. Whatever you're doing, aim up and be the standard. So if, if you're going through some stuff, maybe that's not a thought for you right now. But at least in your professional environment, try and be the standard. And that can take time, right? That can take time. It can take, it's taken me nine years to get where I am in this world. And it's starting to really work out for me as a sports broadcaster, by the way. You just got to love it. It's because of people at home listening who ask me what I eat <laughs> and, and ask for training tips. But I thought that was a cool message. Whatever you're doing, your aim should, to, should be to be the standard. And then make no excuses. You, you're not, if you want to be the standard, excuses are not welcome. That's why I really loved that saying. Right? If you want to be the standard, no one cares that your cousin's sick. No one cares that your mommy's sick. No one cares that you're sick. If you're going to be the standard and you're going to commit to that, you can't do it halfway. And maybe I'm biased to it because it's my personality standard. Like, I'm just an extremist. But if you're going to be the standard, be the standard. And nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear you're whinging. I'm fighting with my boyfriend, my girlfriend. No, no one cares. No one cares. If you're going to be the standard, be the standard and plan your life and build anxiety into it. Like, just be the standard. No, Alex Ferguson, of course he was nervous. The CEO of BlackRock, you think their lives are perfect. You know, I don't know. Like, Maria Ramos, when she was manipulating her hand <laughs> with Absa. Uh, but, you know, do you think her life's perfect? No. No, these Elon Musk's life is not perfect. You know, uh, I don't know who people look up to. These are the people I look up to. These, these psychopaths who run the world. They are my heroes, along with sportsmen. You know, Terry O'Neill's life's not perfect. Oprah's life's not perfect. But they're the standard. Like, be the standard. I can't even imagine what Oprah's life was like before she get she became a billionaire. But Elon Musk, he's doing it. No excuses. Nobody cares. And not only no excuses, nobody cares. If you want to be the standard, nobody cares. You know why? Because everyone's life's hard. Everyone. Everyone's going through something. Everyone's mom's sick. Everyone's brother's on drugs. Everyone's, you know, I have a, I have a friend who's getting married soon. And he's always... He's always kind of been this, just there's a lot happening in his personal life. He just gets on with it. He is just getting on with it. He just, yeah, he just ran a marathon. He's getting married now to an awesome, to an awesome chick who's also high level. Just, and there's a lot happening in his life. He deals with it. It's crap because I know the details, but he just gets on with it. It's one of the things I admire about him. He just gets on with it. He just gets on with it. And I have a friend who, who I've truly always looked up to, a guy called Derek Vilmink, if you look him up. One of my favorite human beings in the world. Now, he is the standard <laughs> across the board. And again, he lost his father. Uh, you know, early on, they were very, very close. Um, his mother is sterling woman, absolutely sterling woman. But he's the standard. Always got on with it. CFA three, no problem. Now lives in Qatar. He's just a high level guy. He's just worked at the top end of corporate business around the world. One of my favorite him. He is. I've got to be honest. Outside of my own family, but he is. He's the guy. He's that guy for me. Uh, you know, I like to have multiple role models. I don't believe you should have one person. So, thirty three minutes in, I don't even know what I've been talking about you. Should we talk about some sport? I just, be the standard. Be the standard. Derek Vilmink, this guy. He is, he's somebody who, who always has me aiming up across the board. Son, brother, friend, corporate, like just getting on with work. You know, he was in men's health at a stage. <laughs> he's just incredible, incredible, high level, high character dude. Just a high. Yeah, do you know when someone's just. You ever seen someone and go, yeah, they pro they're just proper. Like, that's proper. And that doesn't mean they're perfect. Nobody's perfect. 
but I'm all about character. Hey, character is repeated behavior. And we'll get into a bit of that later, but be the standard. I really love that. It's a good book that I'm reading. If you'd care to know what I'm reading, slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. All right, let's talk about some sport. We'll make it short. It's 35 minutes into the podcast. And we've not even spoken about Um Chelsea lost to Manchester United at Old Trafford. Missed a couple of chances. Everyone's saying United were all over Chelsea. Did people not see how many chances Chelsea missed? Modric missed two sitters and, well, Jackson, whatever. So it could have been 4-4. It could have been 10-1 to United. Chelsea were awful. Oh, my God. Because like, this Man United team's bad. This might be the worst Manchester United team in the history of the Premier League. They are that bad. And Chelsea are played off the park. What are we doing? What are we doing? And the most worrying thing for me, it's not about the result. How easily Manchester United... Man United had one shot, basically, against Everton. How easily Man United were getting through to have shots against Chelsea in the box. It was embarrassing. So for Pochettino saying the energy, etc. Dude, you can't play Enzo and Caicedo and and, uh, Cole Palmer as your midfield three when you've lost Conor Gallagher. You just cannot do that. Because Caicedo and Enzo are not, they're both not number sixes. Caicedo is a number six, eight hybrid. He wants to get up the high up the pitch i'd like to see when lavia returns because even with gallagher the balance is not right in midfield enzo fernandez is an interesting one i'm not really sure what his position is he's not physical enough to be a number eight that goes that travels box to box he's not quick enough in the challenge to hold the middle of the field and he's not technically that gifted i mean he's clever in the midfield could he be an Iniesta-style kind of midfield rotation guy? Bernardo Silva without legs? Could he be that? Could he be a David Silva-type 8-10 hybrid? Link the midfield to the front two, front three? He could, but but I think without a number six, it doesn't give that defense any rigidity. Very worrying. Though. The shape was so bad. Why is Kukurea playing right back? Why is Jackson playing? And Sanchez is a disaster at goalkeeper. So Chelsea have real problems. But what you've got to do as a Chelsea fan, write the season off. It's, it's over now. Um, that performance lets you know, as I've said before, they're young kids. And it's been a tumultuous time. Uh, owners getting sanctioned. It's Potter getting the job when he was nowhere near ready. Uh, and then, listen, Todd Bully has done what he, he does best. And what rich guys do best is I'm not going to fail with other people's people. He's brought in a massive roster change. And one of the things you've got to appreciate at Chelsea, it is not an excuse. The standard is the standard. But there has been a brain drain. You, you, you just, you cannot lose that much industry knowledge. And I'm sure everybody listening to this works somewhere where you've lost two or three people and it takes you a year or two to recover because just that that sort of, that IQ that leaves, that IQ that leaves cannot be replaced by a Harvard graduate. Operational IQ is something else. To lose Marina, to lose Bruce Buck, to lose Peter Cech, all concurrently, and of course to lose Roman Abramovich. Let's not forget, he, he's a hell of a guy. He's, he's dominated English football for 20 years. To lose all of that at the same time, that's a lot, dude. It's a lot. And Chelsea are finding out, as most people find out, is, boy, oh boy, it, it ain't easy in chaos to be successful. And just spending money and just bringing in resources without structure, it just doesn't work that way. So what you've got to do is is just give Poch the season. He's, he, he needs two seasons at least. Half the squad is injured. And and listen, I can't be a hypocrite. That is not an excuse to not play well. To not be tactically set up correctly. I'm very worried about that with Pochettino. 
It's very, very worrying because Eddie Howe turned around his squad. Yes, he bought, but the shape was fixed after like 10 weeks and he rescued them from relegation. It's very worrying because Pochettino's doing what most managers do is I have my style. Let's play to that. Okay, but Sanchez is not a ball-playing goalkeeper, so stop playing out from the back. Stop having your centre-back so far wide open. And it's clear now that Enzo and Caicedo cannot play together, so stop playing so wide open, play five at the back. And you know, it's an awkward conversation that is going to need to be had. Um, Is Thiago Silva just too old to play this progressive style? Now, he is a legendary player. That's not what I'm saying. But he's just too slow to play a high line. So Chelsea are trying to press high. But with him, you just cannot. Do you remember when AVB came to Chelsea? Andre Villas-Boas. Who is, by the way, like the great-grandson of Portuguese royalty. Very weird situation going on there. So dude's a major, major, major rich guy. He was like Abramovich rich. right? His family is, he's from royal lineage. Hysterical. Anywho. When he came, he tried to play high line. He was fired in six months because John Terry, Ricky Carvalho, and those guys just did not, could not, didn't have the legs to do that. I don't think Thiago Silva should be playing at Chelsea right now, especially with Pochettino's thing. If anything, get get him out of the squad now because it's over now. We're not making the Champions League. Chelsea are not doing anything this season. There's there's nothing left in this season. They the best they can come is seventh, and the worst they can come is tenth. They're going to win enough. They've got enough quality to win a couple of games and get to 45 points. But they're not They're not getting in the top four. Just write the season off. But what he should do is start playing the youngsters. Right? Just play DeSarcy and Buddy Schill at the back. Thiago Silva playing for cup games. Because why are you delaying the, the process of getting these guys games? Why are you playing Thiago Silva? I, and I like him. But one thing I do not believe in, I'm not big on loyalty. I'm big on moving on here. I'm talking about life, talking about sport. Just move on. Like you don't owe Thiago Silva anything. Chelsea's bigger than Thiago Silva. There's been players as good as Thiago Silva at Chelsea that have come and gone, and Chelsea has gone on. You know, everyone thought when John Terry and them retired, oh my God, what's going to happen? Boom, five years later, Champions League. Reese James, shout out. So Chelsea need to ask themselves some real, real questions. And you've you got to make those decisions. Thiago Silva, I think, needs to be moved on. He's no longer the captain, Rhys James's, And you can keep him in the squad to help with leadership. But I think it should be Dezassi and Buddy Shell at the back. Fofana will come back at some stage. And let's just get the youngsters rolling. It's over now. Like the season's, you've botched it. Lavia will come back. Nkunku will come back. But just play the youngsters now. Give them games. And stop playing Nicholas Jackson. The problem with Jackson is this. He doesn't hold the ball up and he's got no physical strength. So he may be good. He's just not ready for this league. And by the way, mate, this ain't La Liga. You can't turn and spin every time. You've got to be strong, hold up the ball. Stop with the fancy flicks. This is the English Premier League, mate. Especially when your team's not playing well, the ball has to stick up front. Win the foul. But he's trying to be fancy every single time. But he's 22 years old. This is what young strikers do. Don't know why he doesn't play Broja. Broja cannot be worse than what Jackson is. When Jackson was through one-on-one, nobody thought he was going to score. Like, I mean, that is a sitter, right? But nobody thought he was going to score. Like, you saw it. That first touch is... (laughs) He should be arrested for that first touch. It should be illegal how poor it was. It was so bad. But but it was inevitable. He's lost confidence and he's not ready. He's just too raw. Broha at least gives you the hold-up play. Because then you can bring Cole Palmer and Raheem Sterling and all these tremendous runners off the front man. Right now, Chelsea are completely disjointed. And the front man's movement is nowhere near good enough. His physicality is nowhere near good enough. And he can't finish. So what is his value to the team? He might be ready in a year's time, two years' time. Listen, I love La Liga, but there's four or five teams. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. 
beyond Sevilla, I like come on, it's a, it's a walk in the park for getting ninety five points for Real Madrid and Barcelona is just another season, right? Like no one's getting ninety points this season in the Premier League. Maybe, maybe the winning team, but it doesn't happen. You, Man City are an anomaly. Liverpool have been an anomaly recently. Mourinho's teams were an anomaly. 85 points wins you the league. It's just there's too much money in the Premier League, so the teams are too good. There's 15 good teams. Like, Bournemouth are good. I watched the first half of Everton-Newcastle tonight. Everton are good. You know why? From They've got 22 internationals. Every single other league has four or five teams, and then it's all local guys. Like in Germany, I mean, they don't care about sort of commodifying football you, you know and i think la liga's on the right track in terms of turning it into a business but they, they, they've they got their own challenges at ownership level in terms of the commercialization of the game but the premier league is the nfl of football right it is the parity league of them all it is the great league and what nicholas jackson is finding out is my man there there, there is no week off here there is no day off here this is the big time, and it's on television, and it's around the world, and he's crumbling. He's finished. He's completely wilted. Put Broha in. And these things should worry Chelsea fans. It's like, why is Pochettino not seeing it, and we are? These are the things that got Thomas Tuchel fired, Mourinho fired. It's like, we can see it, dude. Just, just take Jackson out. And nobody was shocked that he missed there. So... Very, very concerning in terms of shape and selection. But this is the process. Remember when Jürgen came, it took Liverpool five years. So you, you've got to allow him to create that culture of repeated excellence. But, but what I'm not going to do is let's not do excuses because the standard is the standard. Love to hear what you think. MKT inspires. Otherwise, MKT at the MKT show. Uh, let's talk about United. Let's finish off on this. Man United players are turning on Eric Ten Hag. Uh, multiple reports from Sky Chief reporter Kave Solahol um, and, and others. Other. Listen, I know, I know journalists in the UK. It's, it's a vicious, vicious market. But those top-level guys are not making stuff up. That is sourced... Because let me tell you what happens if you make stuff up. The United Kingdom is the second most litigious place I've ever been to. There you just get sued. They're, 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 it's not South Africa where people get unhappy and go on Twitter. People sue you. Like rich people just sue you. It's an extremely litigious society. That is sourced. And by the way, as reporters, is you never want to be the guy who's making stuff up. Because that gets into football clubs. Agents know each other. It's a tiny community. Cave is not making that up. It is sourced. Trust me. He knows that somebody inside the club has told him. According to Cave and multiple reports, 50% of the dressing room has been lost by Eric Ten Hag. And here's what the Man United players are complaining about. Style of play. They're training too hard. Ten Hag must be more touchy-feely. I can't believe that was said, by the way. Uh, Ten Hag is way too robotic. robotic, And people are unhappy with Jaden Sancho's treatment. Now, when I was talking about being the standard earlier, I mentioned a word I am obsessed with. Personally, I don't think that the great Stephen Covey in Seven Habits said the following. Um, you cannot talk your way out of a situation which you behaved yourself into. You cannot talk yourself, you cannot talk your way out of a situation which you behaved yourself into. So if you're a booze bag, you can't you can't charm your way out of being a booze bag. You're a booze bag now. You can only behave your way, because that's a behavior. But I was talking about character earlier. Character is in my eyes. I mean, this is not the Oxford definition, but I've thought about it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm, I'm obsessed with it because I'm trying to become a high character person. That is my one and only dream across the board. So I want to show up in the world as a high character person. So I've been obsessed over the last, I would say, 
five, six years in particular, about reading about what is character. And for me, I've whittled it down for my dumb, dumb brain that character is just repeated behavior. The nice thing about behavior is you can actually choose it. You know, you can choose to go out. You can choose not to. You can choose your girlfriend, boyfriend. You know, how much time you are around your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, who you talk to, when you talk to them. You can choose when to be at work. You can choose when to go to bed. All of these things, eventually, what is it they say? What you do is what you will become. That's why it's so important to get children early. All character is, is repeated behavior. Man United since 2013 have not won a title after 13 years. Or after 13 in 27 years. So in a decade, they've not won a title. They won 13 in 27 years. It's been Moyes, it's been Van Gaal, it's been Oli, it's been Ranić, it's been Ten Hag. That's five managers in 10 years. That's two years per manager. Nemanja Matic, a Chelsea legend, said when he was at Manchester United, Sancho and drug addict PED user Paul Pogba were always late. Here's the thing. I've had this in my personal life. I take it from a terrible human in my 20s, in my opinion. Somebody who's trying to be aiming up at the moment in terms of just being a better man. One thing you will never overcome. I don't care how much money you've got, who you think you are. Because it doesn't matter who you think you are. It matters who you actually are. One thing you will never, ever, ever, ever overcome is poor character. You will never overcome that. Harvey Weinstein, like all these dudes. Being a poor character is one thing you cannot cover up. Because people aren't stupid. You will never, you will never be successful. You will never be successful if you're a low character person. You will never, it's impossible to be successful. And by the way, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, like whatever, he had an affair with a woman. Okay. It's a bit spicy, there's a power dynamic, but but in order to be the president of America, you've got to be a pretty high level dude. You've got to get through some stuff. You've got to go to Harvard. No one's perfect. I'm not saying perfect yet. High character people are deeply flawed. Elon Musk, deeply flawed. Maria Ramos, manipulating the Rand with her buddies. Deeply flawed, but high-level woman. Oprah, high-level. No one's perfect. These people aren't perfect. But you can't overcome poor character. Poor, repeated poor behavior just leads to victimhood and boom, you're sad. And even if you've got lots of money and you're a low-level low level person, we, we see what's happening with people. People are resorting to the most despicable things that they do to themselves. Because it's low character. It's poor, repeated behavior, lying, being deceitful, not sticking to what you're going to say, you know, not sticking to your word. This is, this is what you become. And here's the other thing about low character, by the way, in your own life. I'm going to ask you to take a second to think about this. Is my, I, I always talk about her on this podcast. The best coach I've ever had is a Russian woman when I was at the Watford Academy. And she used to say, look here, guys. Here's the thing about standards. And she said on her watch, she's got two options. Right? If the standards fall, she's either coaching it, right? So she's coaching at a poor stand or she's allowing it. When there's malarkey going on, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. So if you're a mother, a father, a brother, if you're tolerating nonsense from your part, you're, at this level, we say you're either coaching it or you're allowing it. It's one of the two. There is, no, there is nothing else at the elite level. You're coaching it or you're allowing it. Eric Ten Hag, it is over, I'm afraid. Because you can't sack Ratchford, Sancho, Maguire, McTominay and Varane. It's just too expensive. It's too expensive. And we've seen this before. You are what you do. This is what Man United do. That We're back in this cycle. But here's what's interesting, Ham. I was, I was thinking about it in, as I was reading, the, and I'm reading this book, is winning isn't for everyone, by the way. And that's fine. 
Winning is not for everyone. Being Liverpool, being Man City currently, being Arsenal currently, that's not for everyone. Being Real Madrid is not for everyone. Gareth Bale, it even burned him out. At Real Madrid, winning's not for everyone. Because to be the standard, you've got to be selfless. The Springboks, it's not for everyone. Playing on cricket for Australia is not for everyone. It's for very few. It's for less than 1%. There can only be one winner. And Eric Ten Hag's finding that out. If it was easy, it wouldn't be special. Winning is special. Man United are a rotten organization. Not because we want to say that. They, they haven't won in 10 years. So we're observing their behavior, not what they say. The most despicable thing to me as we, as we grow up in life is people who don't want to hurt people's feelings and then say they want to be elite. Here's the thing, guys. Your feelings do matter. Not if you want to be elite. If you want to win, and I, and I mean if you truly want to win, everyone on Instagram says, I want to be a lion, dog. No, 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 no. I, I had a young man come up to me the other day and said, oh, dude, I just, I, I wish I had your life. I said, no, 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 you wish you had the things I have. You don't want to do the things I've done to get here. He didn't like that at the time. He hasn't gotten back to me. But brother, you, you want to win or you want to be the guy who looks like he's winning? Don't confuse the two. Because Man United say they want to win, but they don't want to hurt Mark Rashford's feelings. Sancho's feelings, Maguire's feelings. Those three are awful. I'm sorry. Jaden Sancho's, in terms of talent, is probably the best. But I hate this thing where people say, yeah, he'd be a great player if he was just mentally there. Like, no, no, no. The mental maturity is the biggest part of it. Everyone there is talented. So Jaden Sancho's not good enough because he's not mentally up to it. That's a, but that is a talent, by the way. Sorry. Like, you can't, you can't excuse that. Like, oh, bro, he's so good if he just had the discipline. Like, no, then he's not good enough. Like, Marcus Rashford doesn't have the discipline. He's not good enough. And he's a winger. The Naomi Osaka football. Harry Maguire is just not good enough. That's, that's arguably the biggest transfer error of all time. You, you can't pay 80 million pounds for that. You, you, you just cannot. You, you cannot pay 80 million pounds. For that and and now you can't get out of it. So I think what Man United fans have to be honest is that you've become a low character environment. You can't win like that. You can't carry people like Scott McTominay and Bruno Fernandez and Marcus Rashford. And you, you have these guys leaking to the press, and we know who it is. They've run off five managers now, or four managers. Let's not pretend like we don't know who it is. But you can't have these guys when you know what it takes to win. If anybody in England knows what it takes to win, it's Manchester United. Because you've got Gary Neville. You've got these people aren't dead. Rio Ferdinand, Nemanja Vidic. Michael Carrick, these people are... Roy Keane, he's literally on TV. Eric Cantona, Andy Cole, these are people in, that are alive. Dwight York, Dennis Irwin, these people aren't dead. Steve Bruce. They, and, and one of the things, guys, you know it when you see it. There's not one player... Hit me up, MKT Inspires. If you're a Man United fan, tell me one guy where you go, oh, that's it. Ganacho's showing signs of it. Mm, we'll see. But when you saw Carlos Tevez, when you saw Cristiano Ronaldo, when you saw Michael Carrick, when you saw Dennis Irwin, Nemanja Vidic, Edwin van der Sar, you knew what time it was. Like, you, like when you see it, you're like, mm, yeah, that, that's what it looks like. And then you put Roy Keane on top of that. Come on, guys. You put Paul Scholes in there. Paul Lentz, David Beckham. These are high-level dudes. Man United now is now a low-character environment where Bruno Fernandes is your best player. Come on. Come on. Arsenal took them four years. Man City, they're in year eight. Liverpool, then year, year nine of being high-level. And the template is very clear. Get rid of the mediocre bad actors. 
don't compromise on standards, right? And here we are. What did what did Arteta do? Got rid of Ozil, Kolasinac, Oxlade Chamberlain, like all these losers. Like get these losers out of here. These guys. Pep, what did Pep do? Got rid of Joe Hart. Didn't even listen. Pep's cup of coffee wasn't even. It wasn't even. It was still boiling hot. He couldn't even drink it. It was so hot. He he, he got in the building. Joe Hart, you got to go. It ain't gonna work. His coffee was still piping hot. That's how short he was there. Got rid of all of it. Took Jurgen a little bit longer, but he got rid of him. He's got his guys. Standards. We don't compromise. This is a place of excellence. If it doesn't work for you, keep it moving. There's a template. Get rid of mediocre before you start building. One bad apple. It'll rot everything. Listen, it took Fergie four years. This thing's not easy. But you've got to get rid of bad actors. You can't have Anthony Martial, guys. You cannot. And expect to win. You just can't do it. Jose Mourinho is unique. Listen, he had a Drogba Carvalho that was adding to Makelele and Lampard and Terry and Chick and Alex and Cole and, and Duff. I mean, that was a high-level operation. <laughs> what they'd done there. Come on now. They had nine international captains in their team. If you look at all the great teams, all the players are high-level dudes as well. Like Declan Rice is a high-level guy. Martin Udegaard is a high-level guy. Bukayo Saka, high-level guy. I look at the Man United team and all of the guys, it feels like there's always something else. Like for Rashford, okay, it's good that you're feeding the kids. And Sancho, well, I've always said he, he's, a, he's a bad egg. With Maguire, he's beating police people up in, in Greece. Doesn't it always feel like there's something else? Juan Bosaka had his stuff off the pitch as well. Anthony, there's something else. Obviously with the GBV accusations. Do you know what I mean? Luke Shaw, never fit. Never fit. He's never fit. And that is important in the context of international football. He's never in the correct shape to play international football. He's missed over 60% of Man United games. So it always feels like it's about something else for these United players. Go and look at Man City's squad. Everyone there is about football. Jack Grealish being the exception. He's just the man there. But everyone's high level. Liverpool, everyone's high level. Arsenal, Gabriel Jesus. These are all Zinchenko, captain of Ukraine. Martinelli. Like these are all Gabriel, Saliba. These are serious, high level, high character dudes. No, not one. Maybe Bruno Fernandes in terms of character, I would say. He's a high-level character guy. He's just low on talent. Like, he's a very mediocre player, right? He, he is. He's, I, I don't know what he's doing in the Portugal squad, by the way. He, he had good, a good 18 months, and everyone said he was poor Gascoigne. He's not. Water always finds his level. But go and look at, all of, go and look at Real Madrid. All high-level guys. You, you can't be the mandem anymore and play at that level. You can't be Marcus Rashford... And thinking you're that guy. Jaden Sancho, you think you're that guy. Paul Pogba, I mean, hysterical. But that's what's been allowed. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it. It's madness in Manchester. But we've seen it all before. And it's over for Eric Ten Hag. The fact that it's coming out now, it's just like, what do you do? Fire six players that you've overpaid. It's a problem with paying people too much. Pay 10 million, you can get out of it. Pay 80 million. Marcus Rashford is the highest paid player. One of the highest paid players in the league. You've given him the number 10. Jaden Sancho costs £70 million. You can't pivot out of that. Not with the FFP. No way. No way. Varane is a disaster of signing. It's been a disaster of signing. Not only is he injured, he's now fallen out of the manager. And you were hoping he would be the culture setter. Incredible. It's an incredible time to be a Man United fan. Would love to hear your thoughts. At MKT Inspires. Do you back Eric Ten Hag or do you back the players? Is he unpleasant? Has he failed? I've heard shouts of he's playing bad football. Who do you back? Eric Ten Hag or the players? If you back Eric Ten Hag, how long do you give him? 
would love to hear from football fans. What is wrong at Manchester United? What is wrong at this football club? I think it's just a low character organization and you can't overcome low character. I don't care how talented you are. Incredible. Incredible scenes. Hope you have the greatest day of your life. Whatever you're doing, it's um, it's the festive season. Don't make a girl pregnant. Listen, I'm all about getting out there and getting active with the adult times, but don't. Don't get it. No glove, no love, guys. This is an adult podcast. No glove, no love. You know? And even then, you know, don't get the Betty pregnant, folks. That's the worst thing you could do this December. Don't do it. Have the sexy time. Do not. Don't slip one past the keeper. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the MKT Show. My name is MKT. And for now, I am the hell. Out of here.